Hi guys, this is Joe from the Power Records podcast here in beautiful Toronto, Canada. Hope that you're all doing fantastic out there. The pandemic is sort of taking a little bit of a sleep right now in all areas. It kind of like is settling down, which is great. Uh, We're all doing our vaccinations here uh, at a record pace. So life is getting back to normal, including the opening of record stores this Saturday. This Saturday, the brick and mortar stores here in Toronto are opening up, which is fantastic news. They've been shut down pretty much since November. Opened up for a little bit for a month or so, and then they shut down again. And hopefully this is it. They'll be open forever and ever. As you know, my store, (laughs) my stores, multiple stores I have, are always open. So I'm always ready to sell records. And I've been selling quite a few. And I opened up my businesses to Amazon the US and Amazon UK and Amazon Mexico. (laughs) So it's been pretty challenging, pretty interesting and pretty rewarding. um, I must say Uh, it's been keeping me very, very busy. Uh, and the opportunities are still there. I want to expand as much as I can on Etsy is a good platform to sell to in in case you are uh, opening up a store. It's a great place to sell. I've noticed that I'm getting a lot of sales from there as well. Uh, It seems to be a widening audience of music lovers on Etsy. Before, Etsy used to be just like an artsy type of platform selling, you know, handmade art and everything. But now they're just exactly like Amazon and eBay. In, in fact, they're growing. So I would get on that network if you can. A couple of things I want to mention um, to you is that if you want me to advertise your business on the show, maybe say a few blurbs about your Discog store. By the way, Discogs is a great, great platform to buy records from uh, and also to sell. Uh, but you can get a lot of good records off Discogs. And it's my favorite place to buy records. I really don't go anywhere else. Um, but if you have a store there and you want me to say a few things about your store, uh, where you're located, um, you know, about your business, a little bit about your business for free. Where can you get free advertising? Eh? No place. But I want to do it for you because um, if you are listening to the show, I owe it to you to advertise your store if you have a store. Maybe you have a brick-and-mortar store. Maybe you have a online store. I will say a few things. You know, I'd like to do about five different um, advertisements per podcast. So I'll take five if there's five out there that want me to say a few things about their stores. No problem at all. I want to keep the other free offer open to you that if you want a copy of my free ebook. Uh, which is called The New Antique, about selling vinyl records. I'd be more than willing to send it to you for free as well, too. Where can you get free stuff these days? Nowhere. (laughs) But um, uh, honestly, if you want to know a little bit about, you know, the ins and outs about selling vinyl, the history of vinyl, all that stuff, it's in that book. It's about a hundred and so on page book that I put uh, out a few years ago and it's selling on Kindle. You can buy it from Kindle if you want, but what for? Just ask me and I'll send it to you for free. So that's my kind of my free offers. And of course, if you want to be on the show and be live with me on the show and talking about vinyl records and vinyl record business, 
go right ahead and ask me and we'll arrange something to be on the show. So what do I look out for when I buy records? Uh, when I buy records off Discogs or anywhere else that I buy records from, I buy a load of them and um, I probably buy probably close, and this is no lie, I probably buy close to about 800 or so every 90 days. It's quite a bit. I know it is a lot. Uh, I sell uh, a lot of them. Some of them I keep in my library. But what I look out for uh, is a couple of things. And this is something for you. If you are starting a business, you need to build up your inventory. When you're buying off of somebody, I look for a few things. Number one is their feedback. Um, now, they could have 10 feedbacks, but I look at them to see how good those feedbacks are. Um, I look for somebody that's got quite a bit of feedback, to be honest with you. Uh, 10 feedbacks or under, I would ask them a few questions first. For instance, if I'm buying somebody that ha- buying a record for somebody that has five or six feedbacks, I will say, do you ship? I ask them, you know, what is the actual condition of the record? Honestly, can you give me some details of the record? Uh, have you played and tested the record? Do you ship with uh, LP shippers? Uh, very important to me um, because, you know, and it's not their fault. Uh, I'm talking new sellers. They don't know really maybe that they these LP uh, mailers exist. So they ship you in two pieces of cardboard, which can be damaging to the record. Uh, so I ask them about that first before I, um, I buy the record from them if they are a new seller. I look for somebody that's got, you know, a couple hundred to a couple thousand feedbacks. I'm, I know that they're going to ship the record on time. I know that they're going to send the LP and an LP mailer and they're dependable and uh, they get the record out quickly for you. Uh, so that's what I, I look out for from, um, from the shipping standpoint and from a feedback standpoint. I also look at for the description of the record. Now, Sometimes uh, there are people on Discogs and eBay that leave no description about the record. So it forces me to ask them on an email. Um, But when I look at the description, if they say, well, it has a few pops and minor skips, well, then then that's probably a bad looking record. Uh, If it's got a few pops, it's probably got lots of pops. Uh, it's got a name written on the cover, you know, you probably want to stay away from it, you know, because your customer probably, if you're going to end up shipping to somebody, won't want a name on the cover. That sort of stuff I look for. I look at the description quite intensely, right? And I'm looking at for the, I'm looking for something that's got a good, solid description. And if the vinyl says very clean, uh, you know, great record uh, to have in your collections, that's what you kind of want to go for. Uh, so I look at the descriptions as well too. And usually, uh, honestly, I also, if I've dealt with the sup- supplier or, su- or seller before, I go back to them. Uh, if they're good the first or second time, I try to give them the business going forward. And there's some uh, sellers that I have on Discogs that I've bought 10, 15, 20 times from before. So um nothing unusual there because again they have good ratings they're dependable they have good prices and that's another thing that matters for me as well too you know if they're not highballing you out of the business if they're not charging you 20 or so 30 dollars for a record that's really should only be about 15 to 12 dollars then you kind of tend to stay away from them uh, because uh, they're in for a money grab for you so, um, you know, you know um, 
that's the type of things I look for when I'm I'm buying a record. Now, as far as selling goes, uh, in in what I've been noticing, I probably mentioned to you on my last podcast, is it seems like the same records are selling over and over again. Heart, you know, uh, Rush, um, um, Steely Dan. If I had a hundred, <laughs> if I had a hundred Steely Dan. I uh, can't buy a thrill records. I could open up a nice solid business and just if I could just sell can't buy a thrill records, I would probably make a living doing so because they sell so well. It's it, it's it's the same records that sell all the time that are popular records that I go I sell over and over again. Now, if you are selling uh records and you're opening up your store, go to Discogs and look at most popular and get an idea of of how um what what people are buying right now, and it tells you on the most popular, most demanding demand or uh, uh, sought out records. Uh, it's easy to do, and if you're starting a store, it's a good way to start. And uh, that's why I like Discogs because they tell you what's trending at the moment, and it's a good way to start your business. And that's what I've done. But what you need to do once you click that record and say, okay, that's the one I want to sell. Make sure there are plenties of copies for it. Because if you maybe go back and want to buy another copy from another seller, it's available. It's highly available. It makes it better for you to an easy access to your customer. If they want the record, you can easily get it from one of your suppliers. So make sure there's a lot of them around and make sure that it is trending in the right directions and selling a lot of records at one time. So it goes, goes to show you, though, um, you know, it just it seems to be, you know, like Elton John, uh, the Beatles, uh, Pink Floyd. I don't know how many Dark Side of the Moons I've sold, but a tremendous amount of copies. I've sold Aja, Steely Dan. It keeps selling over and over again. As I said before, Can't Buy a Thrill sells a lot of records. Uh, Heart, uh, Dreamboat, Annie. I've got. I've probably sold maybe 20 to 30 of those in the last month alone. Uh, it's always the same ones over and over again. So if I could find a few more gems like that, which I'm looking for now, uh, I'm trying to do my best to, to keep them in inventory. And it's very, very difficult at the time because they're well sought out records. So that's a couple of more tips for you guys. Tips part two uh, that I want to give you today. If you have any questions, if you have any questions on selling on Amazon or eBay or any of the sites, give me a shout. I'll try to help you out as much as possible for free. Yes. Guys, um, keep, keep safe, keep healthy, keep selling those records. That's our show for today, and we'll talk to you soon. Over and out.